Welcome to the Solistic Vibes podcast, where we come together to have conscious conversations about life, growth, and expansion. Your host, Jen Gagnon, is a wellness mentor and loves having deep, meaningful conversations with like-minded souls. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Solistic Vibes podcast. Um, I'm excited tonight to be here with Melissa Amos. And um, Melissa is a beautiful spiritual mentor, uh, and she loves helping humans step into their intuitive and spiritual superpowers. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the Akashic Records and how that influences our life. And we're going to be talking about how she came into doing this work. So thank you, first and foremost, for joining me on the podcast and sharing your wisdom with us. I'm excited for this conversation. Um, so if you want to introduce yourself a little further and um, yeah, just tell us how you started in this field, I guess. Uh, so thank you for the introduction. So yes, I'm my name is Melissa Amos and I work with people to help them understand that we are all here for a purpose. There's definitely a reason why we find ourselves incarnated on this planet at this time, doing the things that we're doing with all of the stuff, all of the struggles and all of the talents and all of the skills and all of the uh, challenges that we humans tend to face and this is all part of you know the the growth and the evolution of who we are and my job is to help you understand that help break free from those shackles that have been imposed upon us or that we impose upon ourselves and really align into that activated future present uh, so we live life fulfilled and with purpose and with meaning and like with a surety so I'm very blessed to do this job. Now, how did I start? There's a question, isn't it? Like, how does one, how does one become to do this? Um, so I was really fortunate that growing up, my grandmother was a hypnotherapist. So, you know, in the 80s, it wasn't really something that you heard of very often. Um, but from the age of, you know, eight, nine, my grandmother used to take me across the Rainbow Bridge just for fun. Um, probably for other things as well that I wasn't really quite aware of. But from a very young age, I, I understood that our mind has this potential and this power um, and that we can use our imagination for more than just daydreaming, despite my teachers and my schooling and all of that trying to drum that out of me. Um, you know, I had this safe space where I could go and explore and I think for me, that gave me or fostered this, this lifelong curiosity into the power of the mind and the influence of that. But it wasn't until fasting forward, after I found myself launched in just regular life, you know, corporate, finding myself in the world, you know, getting the job, getting the house, doing all the things and really feeling quite unfulfilled with all the things that we should be doing and I was doing them all and I was ticking all the boxes but I was like I'm not quite sure that this is what life is meant to be um and it was when I found Reiki in 2008 that things really started to open up because before that I was like okay well x equals you know a plus b equals c and like I was very logical and if I could prove things I was kind of into the psychology of stuff and and uh, the proven things of working, then all of a sudden I've got this energy coming through my hands that I'm like, I can't explain this in real life. 
And I started to wonder what else was out there that I'd been closed off to before. And being the curious mind that I am, I started exploring all the stuff. The law of attraction, you know, that was kind of the big one, energy, healing, um, and then eventually into shamanic practices and then and the Akashic records and, you know, all the things. I love all the things. And yeah, and that's led me here. Beautiful, beautiful. That's so great that your grandmother was into these things um, when you were so young. You know, I didn't wake up to any of this till in well in my 30s. Um, yeah. So to have that. But I do understand, too, that then we grew up and we have all these things from society, right? They kind of dumb it down again. Um, yeah. But to find it again and like you were saying, the power of the mind, I'm I'm, I'm kind of like you. I, I love all those things. And when I discovered energy healing for me, it was back in 2016 um, and I was just doing it for my own well-being and my family. And then I had this calling of, okay, now I need to do something with this. And when I had me reached out to, um, the practitioner that I was seeing and I was like, okay, what's the entry level of the, what I need to be doing? And she's like, there is no entry level. because for me, my entire life, I grew up thinking there were special people that had special gifts and that, right. it, it, you know, they were just, they were special like that. Yeah. And what she was explaining to me back then was like, we all have it within us. We just mm -hmm. forgot. Right. And it's important to to kind of harness that and tune into it. And so I went on my own uh, spiritual journey again back in 2016. And it kind of just opened up so much for me. And to recognize the power that lies within us to me was just like, mind-blowing because I had spent all those years thinking well you have to be special to see you have to be special to you know to have these powers um and so I think it's such a beautiful and powerful thing for people to be able to step step in their power in that way and really recognize what's possible right I guess everything's possible when you stop and think about it long enough um Why? and and to be yeah. able to harness that is Definitely. amazing I think that's the brilliant thing about Reiki is that it's so accessible. You know, I think for me, if if somebody like so I discovered Reiki when I'd heard of it and I'd actually my mum had had a healing from somebody and like miraculously, literally overnight got rid of lifelong eczema. Right. But still, I reasoned my way out of that. I was like, yeah. It wasn't until I was, you know, so I was in a job and I was really stressed and like all the, you know, all the things, the weight of the world was on my shoulders, my shoulders, my back was so tight. I was so uncomfortable all the time that I used to just get massages. And one day the lady, I found a new lady and she was giving me a massage and I felt this heat coming from her hands. And I was like, what is this sorcery that you're doing? Um, she was like oh it's Reiki and I was like, oh. anyway so I started to receive Reiki from her and then you know a year or so later she's like I'm moving to Australia I was like you're not allowed to leave me lady um, and she said to me you why don't you learn Reiki and I was like what I thought you were just I don't know what I thought I thought you were just born with it or like you just mm -hmm. I, I don't know what I thought and um, and this you know how when things just are meant to happen they just happen mm -hmm. like with, literally within about like a short amount of weeks I was booked onto a Reiki training with this woman who lived down the road on the one weekend off that I used to get in like never and I went in there thinking nothing was going to happen I was like no it's just going to be like it's just going to be a nice weekend of meditation and stuff and I wasn't even meditating at that time <laughs> and 
I think for me, had I not of felt the proof of the energy running through me at that time, it would have taken me maybe longer to to trust myself that I also can have these abilities and uh, this potential and this um, connection that Reiki helped me foster. Yeah, it, it, it's so true what you said. And, and your path sounds similar to mine. When I was speaking to my practitioner at the time, within a few weeks, the same thing. It was like this eight day intensive training. And I was going in thinking, what am I doing? Like, I've never done this. Like, that was like the first time that I actually experienced energy healing. Um, and I was only going to go for like a portion of it. Cause I'm like, I just need to do the beginner's version of all of this. And then everything lined up. I ended up spending like eight days doing intensives. I was driving, you know, two to three hours each way to get there. It was just, and like you said, you know, you have to experience it in order sometimes to believe because our minds are throw, so 3D, you know, it's like science-based. We grow up, you know, learning that things are science-based, right? It, like you said, A plus B is C. And, you know, if there's, you know, four corners, it's a square. And and so the unseen isn't something that we learn. And I think it's something that's so important. And like, it's exciting to see that I think more and more people are opening up. Yeah to the possibilities and to everything that's out there yeah I think my biggest learning since since that is flipping the whole of what I thought was true on its head and that it's actually more about which I suppose my grandma was showing me back then that it's more about the the what's happening in the mind what we can visualize and what we can believe to be true and that when we can kind of truly land in that then everything else follows from that it's like energy the energy comes first mm -hmm. and then the rest of the stuff follows because it has to because it all starts with energy and like the irony is that that's like literal basic well basic quantum physics isn't it like yes science is with us uh -huh. it, yeah it's just not quite in the schools yet Yes. Yes. And I like uh, that's one thing that, you know, with children, sometimes I have three. And so to, yeah. you know, try to introduce this, sometimes they're not always open to it. But it's funny because I've always said I'm not going to push anything upon them. You know, it's always about just sowing the seeds and, and sharing yeah. what I know and what I believe to be true and to watch them come into it on their yeah. own, uh, you know, their curiosity and their, you know, they're deciding to pick up meditation on their own, their ability to. So for me, it's really, it's like opening up this whole world because then they can go out into the world and live a life so much more aligned, so much quicker, right. Than, right. than for me, for instance. So to see them having those tools is, is it's mind boggling a lot of times for me to just think, you know, they're this young and to think of the potential that they're opening up for themselves is, is quite amazing. It's like they won't have to unravel as much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we go first, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. And it's such an important point about not pushing it upon them because then, you know, and you know, and they want to fit in. They've got their own thing. Mm -hmm. on, but you, you model the behavior and, and they see, like, you know, my kids see, they know what I do and, um that's what I want for them I will hope for them that they do work, work that they love yes and something that inspires them and that they're naturally good at but then they can kind of grow into who it is that they were born to be 
and they're going to navigate through all sorts of stuff my eldest has just started uh secondary school so they're a bit younger here when they start kind of the the bigger school he's 11 um and he's going to go through all of that kind of high school stuff isn't he now and I just hope that the the energy that's instilled in there just has given him that he's got that grounding Mm -hmm. you know yeah and I think they're 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 equipped differently to deal with situations right that come their way they're still going to go through the challenges but the way they handle them are going to be so much different because again of you know the the foundation i guess that you know that's created at home and and what they learn which is so amazing now do you with the akashic records is that something that you came into um a lot later or is it something that you know so I had not heard of the Akashic Records, or at least the term of the Akashic Records, until 2016, when, again, a series of synchronistic events just led me to meet this lady who was like, I'm going to read your records. And I was like, I don't even know what that is, but my whole body went goosebumpy, like, yes, just go and do this. And I'm saying yes before I even knew what was going on. And um, I remember sitting there, so it was a lady I'd met online. This was before, it was 2016, before we're doing Zoom things. Like Zoom wasn't a thing then, was it? And she was like, we'll just, you know, lie in your bed and you, I don't even need to like really be able to see you. We're just going to be talking. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, she opened my records and my whole body started shaking. Like I was having this real visceral experience of what was happening. And she was asking me what I was experiencing rather than her reading my records so she was like what tell me what's going on and I so at that time I was starting to do psychic work I was sitting in circle trainings in medium I was doing sort of like tarot readings and you know and I'd been initiated into Reiki for a number of years so I was kind of familiar with energy work and receiving uh information and psychic stuff and spirit and all of this stuff however uh, what I started to receive in the records was almost like a full-on movie and I was seeing it and I was feeling it um, and I remember the first thing she went what can you feel I was like I literally feel like I've been kicked in the chest by a horse I mean, that's quite random but like that's that was my experience and over the next it was a long time like two and a half hours um, we were going through all of this stuff and and it was like I was having realization after realization after realization and I understand now that these series of lives and incidents and sensations that I was experiencing during that healing were layering upon each other shedding all of this stuff so it was a lot of kind of witch wound stuff fear of being seen I'm not trusting myself my my um, my voice being suppressed and then this teacher energy that I had zero I was like I would, would not see myself as a teacher but it came up and she said to me can you find some lies when you're a teacher and I was like why 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 would I do that and I received this amazing remembrance of a of a time and how I was holding this memory 
that I'd failed in this life where I was a teacher and I'd been teaching these kids abroad somewhere and I'd left a really kind of affluent home, just gone off on my own and gone to do it. And, and it didn't work out. It like the school closed. Everything was just like a mess. I was too stubborn to go home. It was like all of this stuff. And, and my feeling at the end of that life was like I failed like I should have just stayed at home and just done my thing and then I had this I got goosebumps just thinking about it I had this um energy come to me of this um one of the children that I had been teaching and that child had gone on to invent something that had changed the history of you know their community and they came to me and they said, thank you for what you did, because what the belief that you had in me has allowed me to do this. And suddenly I was like, oh, my God, I'm goosebumping, like I'm just shivering. Um, it was like, right. And something it all just it was almost like everything fell into place. And it was from there that literally three weeks later, I took my Reiki teacher training. I'd been Reiki master for about six years at this point but never thought, oh, I'm going to teach it. Just didn't even anything. About two weeks later, my circle, after this, my I, I was in this circle for a long time. My teacher asked me to run the circle on the days that she wasn't there. And it was like, what is going on? Um, so this one experience started to build into something. And then I had something very profound that I was in the records and I was like well what am I meant to be doing and they were like you're meant to be teaching this and I was like I didn't know what this was a month ago so <laughs> I'm not quite sure that that you're talking to the right person here um but you know it again it was like things started happening and it was before I could get my brain in the way to say no you're not doing it and I found myself agreeing to stuff and you know and again the curious mind that I am I wanted to learn everything um, which I did a lot of research into it, but my biggest teachings were in the records themselves. That's amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So now when you, is this the main thing you work with? Or are you still doing Reiki? Do, is it kind of a combination of, of all the things that you've learned? And Yeah, I, I love the records. I'm actually just releasing a, um, a year long, immersion into the records to teach people how to teach uh, how to read their own records so that's just coming up and just starting that's been years in the making where I've been like I need to make sure this is proper it, it probably could have come out four years ago but <laughs> I was like you know it, it wasn't right at the time for that um but I I love to learn and since then I've studied as a spiritual counsellor I'm doing my psychotherapy diploma at the moment just to really get a spiritual psychotherapy to really give that kind of grounding and that and the psychotherapeutic tools to go with it because what I've understood is the Akashic records whilst they can be worked on on their own they're this field that we're constantly feeding into and in fact the power of the records so if anyone doesn't know what they are they're this field that that holds everything that us as a soul has ever thought, said, done, been, acted upon, desired, like all the things, like all the inner talk, all the emotions, all the energy, all the stuff that us as a soul has ever done is recorded in these records, which then sits in a field of everyone else's. And there's, it's all connected in, in various ways. 
And whilst there is so much power and potency to be able to go in and read the records and understand what's going on and, you know, pick things out and have these awareness of who we were and what we've discovered and all of this, it's the right potent. There's also this very real thing that we are writing our records at every moment of every day. And it's all of these other interventions and tools and philosophies and understandings that really feed into it that are going to give us like a, a real uh disalignment that we're looking for um so when you're when you think about manifesting the law of attraction reiki um parts work tapping um mantra like all of these like all the things rapid um transformation therapy hypnotherapy past life therapy all of them work in the records like with a with another degree of potency because one thing I've learned when you're in there is everything that's received or given well first of all it's only given to you if you're ready for it because the records know you so well um but also they're delivered to you in this complete perception of or viewpoint of compassion, of non-judgment, of understanding. And when you can look at something that you've done or that you've been or that you've experienced with actual like reverence and love, it doesn't matter what it was, you could have been like the worst person in the world. But somehow when you're in the record and you discover that, you're like, okay. That it's like the energy gets changed and then suddenly you're free to move forward. So is the Akashic Records the main thing I do? It, it certainly influences everything, but it, it, there's all the other things that mm -hmm. come with it, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's like the whole toolbox. And I, I always say that about the work that I do as well. It's hard to pinpoint a title or something because... I love learning. Like, I'm like, I'm curious. I, I want to learn the tools and I want to learn them for me first. And then, you know, when I see they work, then I can use them with clients. But it's like, I, there's so much involved and I don't feel that one thing does it all. And like you said, like we always receive what we're ready to receive in that moment yeah. and to be able to kind of take a step back and, you know, just be an objective observer rather than reliving, I think is, is an important thing with, you know, when we're remembering and, and, I think a lot of people have a hard time digesting that we've all been the villain and the victim and the same, like we've played all of these roles. Right. And, and we're coming back. And, and, and like you said earlier, it's, you know, taking that information, but also knowing that in this present moment, we're in control, right. We're writing, like you said, we're writing our story every right. single day, adding information to that and to be able to, consciously choose that and say this is what I'm putting in there is it's fire for me anyways that that, that, that lights me up to know right. that we have that capability and to be able to choose right it's like a moment to moment choice but again being able to understand where some of our you know traumas or beliefs or, or any of that comes from is huge and to be able to say okay well this happened but what am I choosing now it's right. like we can become whole again, right? When you're able to to work with every parts of ourselves, really. Right. And and accepting it for what it was. It's like knowing that, knowing that you've come, that you have potentially been 
all sides of all coins yeah and all sides of each polarity um you know the 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 slave and the master yeah the the victim and the perpetrator like and, and it's possible mm-hmm. and it's probable and i think that's part of this evolution of growth of life what it starts with is this acceptance of self you're like okay well yeah maybe i did that and actually maybe that that thing that i said to somebody which i've been giving myself the hardest time over for the last two years you know i keep coming back into that conversation i'm like oh or maybe i wasn't so bad after all or maybe actually that can be explained because i'm trying to stop myself getting hurt for example or you know that's a, a something that was modeled for me on my behavior so you have this understanding of it but then also something very interesting a very interesting byproduct of that is that suddenly you become that compassion and that understanding and that acceptance of self starts going out to other people and so suddenly when somebody does something that you think like you might have once like really judged or like been like shame on you for being that way you're like oh okay you know what that person's done what they've done but they're doing the best thing they can with what you what they've done and it gets really hard to judge anybody with that and that's powerful it it really is that's I think that's one of the big things that I've been able to step into throughout my journey is the judgment part because I remember and I've I probably said this example before in conversation many times but you know I would go to a store and the cashier would be just not very pleasant very and you know my first judgment was like you know you're, you're in customer service like you should have stayed home if you weren't you know in a mood or and yeah. so now it's like the moment I kept, like, I see somebody who's, you know, maybe having a bad day for me. It's like, okay, well I send this person so much love and compassion because I don't know what they're going through. Maybe they have a family member that's ill. Maybe they got in a disagreement this morning. You know, there's all these things that you start to think of when you're capable of taking that step back. And it's just, it, and it changes. Like the moment that I shifted my energy towards the other person, their their demeanor changed which is amazing right because then they smile maybe because you smiled at them maybe you you know maybe that's what they needed right to help shift their energy and so judgment is such a huge thing and you know there'll still be times for me even today that sometimes I'll catch myself like mid-judgment like thinking something and I'm like wow that was really judgmental like you have no idea what that person's going through right and it's like I had the judgment but for a split second but I'm capable of seeing that there is no place for judgment because we don't know what somebody else is going through. And, you know, like you said, when you have compassion for yourself, it's easier to give it to somebody else and to say, well, maybe if I take a step back and I'm looking Mm -hmm. through a different lens, then I won't Mm -hmm. see the same, the same thing. Right. 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 And then we get, we judge ourselves for judging people. Yeah. (laughs) That's all great fun. And, you know, and, and I don't think it's a magic switch, but because like you say, you find yourself falling into patterns Mm -hmm. and it's also quite easy, you know, and especially if maybe some of the people that you're around are still in, in their family members, friends, uh, you know, it's a bonding thing. It's what we grew up with. Like, oh, well, we're going to be, we're going to be like, talk about them or, you know, you see it on the TV and it's part of our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, but actually it becomes less it 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 just becomes less endearing to mm-hmm. to want to want to do it it's almost like it leaves this bad taste in your mouth and again it's not always and it's not always automatic but for me it was it was it was a massive thing because it frees up so much energy 
Yes. Right. Because we, when we get upset with somebody because of the way they behaved or something they did, it's like, we're poisoning ourselves because right. we're upset at somebody else. And it's like, how does that make sense? Like I, I, when I read, I think I read that like many years ago. And the first time I read it, I'm like, I had to do a double take. Like, you know, you're getting upset at somebody, you're working yourself up, but you're the one who's getting hurt in the process. And, you know, the other person really doesn't have any idea a lot of times. And so to just shift that off and like you were saying, the circles that were in for me, the moment I started working on myself, it was like, I fell away from those circles that had those conversations, right. Or the conversations weren't being had when I was around, because for me, it was like, that's not what I'm available for, right? Let's talk about the sun. Let's talk about, let's have a conscious conversation, right? Not talk about Polly and Sally or, or you know, whatnot, because it, it it wasn't interesting, right? It wasn't, and again, to have a conversation like that, I'd rather not have a conversation and kind of do my own thing, to be honest, you know? And people feel, people feel that vibe, don't they? And yes. this, this completely comes back into the law of attraction and, and all of this is that, who it, the the universe doesn't necessarily respond to just what they what you're thinking it's responding to who you are and as we are become as we become more aware and with that awareness becomes more compassion and empathy and understanding and acceptance then suddenly it feels like that happens more to you and you know if you've been having a bad day and somebody comes up and like judges you for being this or that and how you'd respond whereas you know if somebody responds to you with non-judgment and compassion it gives you it allows for that healing to happen and suddenly that energy seems to dissipate rather than perpetuate which is what we're used to because we're feeding off this this field that is just nasty and draining and and you just like you said you just don't become quite as available for that anymore um so it's a real progression I think yes and like you said it doesn't happen overnight but the more aware we are the easier it becomes and then uh, you know there, there are certain things that I've found that it's like it's like brushing my teeth. Like, it's not even a thought. It's just, it's second nature. Like you said, it's who I am. Yeah. Right. And and you can't, and anything different doesn't feel right. And so um, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting journey to be on, to, you know, have these aha moments, these realizations and to, you know, the, the connection to self as well, I think is really important in all of this to be able to connect within and kind of receive guidance, you know, from ourselves as we move forward. And, you know, to me, that was something that I had no understanding of. I'm like, what connect to who connect? And it was like the moment, like the first time I still remember the first time that I actually felt that connection and received a knowing like from me, it was like, what what was that? Like, it it was mind blowing. And then the more you do it, the more, you know, it's, it's like, not an obsession, but kind of, you know, the, the more you're able to connect, the more you want um, and, and receiving information as well. It's kind of like, but again, there are those times where you're not receiving information because, you know, you're not meant to, right. You're not ready to receive the information that you're seeking. Uh, right. And I think that's another thing that sometimes is, is challenging for the people mm-hmm. who are on the journey, you know, to understand that, if I'm not getting the, the the knowledge in this moment, then maybe I'm not meant to, maybe I'm not ready. Maybe there's something more I need to learn. Maybe there's, you know, another step maybe. Um, and, and 
it's another, you know, it's a beautiful process. It, it's definitely a beautiful process. I think when, if you look at all of this from an Akashic point of view, so remember it's this field and it's logging everything and naturally everything that's logged is then influencing you. There's a, there's a, there's a drive forward of there. And there's always this now moment. There's now moments always the most powerful and potent one, which is easy to say, because if you've got, you know, 20 busloads of information sitting behind you, that's all pushing you in one direction, then, you know, it can take a lot of force to push it back. Right. But when we, when we start to change our, well, first of all, if we go back and we, you know, take maybe some of the people off the bus um or you know take some of the fuel out or lighten the load of it a little bit so we bring that understanding we bring that awareness you know like I said with that life of the of me as that teacher I held so much heaviness around it that I had this the what was fueling that bus was not good enough shouldn't go out of my way I'm clearly not a great teacher because I didn't do much you know difference um, as soon as the understanding of that change, which came purely in that moment, when suddenly what was fueling that bus was something very different. And so then what's driving me here is less of a push and pull back. It's more, you know, it's more of this ease. It's more in truth. It's more in alignment of who I am and what I'm becoming. So now every now moment that I don't judge or I catch myself in judgment and go okay well maybe that person I'm going to show compassion then suddenly my now record in the moment is starting to change its quality and change its shape and so in the future moments that are coming I'm now being driven by a very it different and and so it kind of keeps on it does layer up but this compounds really quickly like it it really can and sometimes it's just taking you know like one thing out or having one little pivot of um of perception that then really just moves you into a whole completely new direction you look back and you think wow like I've not felt that way that I felt every morning or I've not found myself having that conversation or doing that destructive habit or whatever and it's just kind of gone or you find yourself do, like with my teacher thing, like I just found myself doing it without even really putting my mind to it. It just kind of happens. Um, so the past certainly affects the present. The present certainly affects the future. But it's it's all it always starts with an awareness like that. It, that's you're going to take one thing from this interview. It's like mm -hmm. the more aware I can be, the that's how we the, create change, right? I mean, right. because if we're right. not aware of it, we can't see the change and, and I you know I think that's one of the things that I run home with my clients too it's like if you're not aware of a pattern if you're not aware of a belief if you're not aware of a feeling within your body you can't shift it right so right. you're going to carry that along until you're aware and you're like oh wait a minute like maybe I need to tune into this a little more maybe we need to figure out where this is coming from like you said earlier you know that that feeling of not good enough the it stems from somewhere and if we can't and and for me in my whole philosophy is we can't treat a symptom right we have to get to the root because otherwise we're kind of spinning our wheels for nothing and right. so to go back and sometimes you know consciously it's challenging right because if it's something like you said from a past life how do you consciously go there you know and so to be able to dive deep within and and to find those things and be like you said like you had these aha moments of wow 
you know, that's where that was coming from. And that pivot, like you said, doesn't have to be very big for you to go in a totally different trajectory, which is, again, it's, it's, it's amazing that we have the capacity to do these things and to recognize that. But again, it does start with awareness. You know, you have to have the curiosity and the awareness to say, okay, these are patterns that I've been repeating for how many years right? that aren't serving me and where do they stem from and kind of working backwards, but always doing it in the now, like you said, because the now influences what's coming next. And so to be aware of the past, but not allow it to dictate, you know, where we're going. You know, I'm seeing this more and more, and it's interesting for me, this keeps coming into conversation for me. Like, I think there's two ways to, to look at healing, really. It's like, one, we can go back with our shovels and sticks and go back and dig into what it is that's happened. And there is a hundred thousand percent a uh, benefit of doing that. Um, But there's a time and place for it because you can take yourself down some very Mm -hmm. deep, dark holes if you keep you keep on searching for it you're going to keep on finding it um but this is where it comes back with awareness and what it is that I want and how do I know myself right because what I'm seeing more now is this okay well well who and where and how do I want to be right and as we meet where it it's all about the energy so I can go back and dig these things up and I could actually make it worse because now I'm like, oh, poor me, that happened to me. And I'm going to shroud that. Oh, now I'm ashamed about it because look at what I did or look at what happened or poor me. I'm the victim and I'm powerless. And this stuff's always happened to me. And this, it's always happened. So it's always going to happen to me. There's an energy that we're putting around it. Um, but however, if we look back and we be like I was saying, that we look back with this compassion and with this understanding, with this acceptance, the energy that surrounds it is completely different. And now it's not so much fueling me. Now it's just advising me. It's just a kind of, okay, well, you, you don't want to go back there um, rather than a big thing. The other thing is that we take from where we are and we notice that we have this behavior or this pattern. And even in the moment, we meet it with acceptance. We meet this with understanding. We meet this with the knowing, well, yes, I can change. I can, like this isn't, maybe I have this particular challenge or trait because part of my purpose here on earth is to evolve from that and through that. And I meet that with compassion and understanding. And I see how, where I project that onto everybody else and do all of this, I might not even need to go back to here to understand where it's coming from. It might not even be relevant. I might not even need to know. But to meet where I am now with that compassion, understanding, non-judgment starts to create the change moving forward as well. Yes. It's the energy. That's it. That is the energy that talks about everything. We get that right. The world is our oyster. Yes. And one thing that I noticed too, and I say all the time is like, go back, but don't, like you said, go with the shovels and stick and keep digging at the wound. Cause I feel like people can go into the healing journey and become so obsessed with digging up and picking at every scab that it becomes problematic because they're that's what they're, like you said, now you're a victim and I'm always going to be a victim because I always was a victim. And, and you kind of have the poor me syndrome, I call it, you know, rather than saying, okay, like you said, this happened, having knowledge of that, right? And when you meet it with compassion and non-judgment, you can say, okay, well, this happened to me, but everybody in this situation was doing the best that they could with the knowledge that they had and the the, the evolution they were at in their own journey. Um, 
and then being able to work, you know, that your way up from that. I was reading a book or listening to maybe an audiobook, and it was talking about this little girl who had trauma. She felt never good enough, abandoned, and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And going back, she recognized that it was this one day she was crossing the road with her grandfather and her, her little friend. And the grandfather grabbed the little girl's hand to cross the road. And she didn't feel like she was special because he helped. And it was all, you know, it was something simple, but as a child, you know, she felt like she wasn't good enough. And so as she grew up, when she went back to that memory, it was like, she was able to recognize, wow, my perception then isn't my perception now and able to shift everything. And so in those instances, again, it's always about how can you go back with an awareness that you have now and not decide to, you know, keep digging at a wound, like acknowledge it, you know, it's part of who you are, but Mm -hmm. from there, how do you then move forward? Like you said, in a different energy with a different perception, with a different, you know, a a different knowledge, I guess. Right. It's, it's a conversation that can like keep going round, right. You know, cause then we move on to, oh, well, you can't spiritually bypass. And I'm kind of keep looking at that. And I think, well, you know, I know for me, when I first started on this journey and I first, so I'd had my Reiki, right? And then I read The Secret, like everyone's read The Secret, yeah? yeah. So I read The Secret and I was like, my God, I have this, I can literally manifest the things. And I was obsessed. I was manifesting all of the things. And I started to realize, so I'd done some NLP training as well by then. So I'm seeing the links all in there about how my language affects my perception and my brain and all this stuff. And actually, for me, my journey at the beginning was very much like looking for the light, right? I was like, oh, my goodness, there's all of this stuff available to me. There's all of this potential. This is about reclaiming my power. And I was moving forward into the I'm trying to raise my vibration, love and light thing. That was that was where I began. But what I realized is, is you can only get so far before the shadow stuff then comes lurking up. It's like a, it's like knots in a bungee rope. You, you can literally only go that far. And, but for me, if I wouldn't have been able to pull at that bungee rope, I never would have realized the, the stuff. Like I wouldn't have, I could have got lost in the going back, trying to unravel everything when everything's um loose you know it, like it's not so easy it's all just wrapped over on each other and I think that we can get we can get stuck with this perception that we just need to go around digging and go into every single past life of ours and find out every trauma and find out every wound mm-hmm. on the one hand I I kind of feel the well, let's go and search for the empowerment and the light and the bliss and the joy and the self-actualization, the self-realization. And then when the hiccups and the road bumps and the knots in your in your uh, rope come up, then that's our invitation and that opportunity to yes. go and explore that. Because then you're fueled. You're like, you're fueled with light rather than like, oh my God, I've got another, <laughs> another healing to do. Yeah. <laughs> And I think too, like we said earlier, everything happens in divine timing. I truly believe that. And I feel like if you truly believe that, then it's important to allow things to come up. And then, like you said, when it comes up, then you you go ahead and look at it. You don't go, because I think it's easy to go looking for something and find what you're looking for, right? I mean, manifestation works in all the ways. Yes. Right. And so to me, um, 
like you said, going back and just trying to dig up all the shadows at once can be, I think it can be detrimental too. So going into it with that, that knowing that whatever I need to work on is going to show itself, it's going to appear. And at that moment, I'm going to have the knowledge, maybe, maybe I'm going to have the courage, maybe I'm going to have the confidence, right, to go back and, and actually work through it, which, which to me makes more sense than, you know, let me sit for six months and just dig everything up that I can dig up. Right. It, you know, when I was learning my counseling, uh, we were, it was spiritual counseling. So we had all of this stuff and I can see, like, you can see how you can get lost in things like talk therapy. Wow you can get lost in there and there's definitely a space for it there's 100 yes. there's definitely a space for it um but for me this is about what how am I creating my story not what is my story well right. it starts with what is my story you start there this is the chapters that have led me up to there now I am this co-creator that's going to help that's gonna that is co-creating this it's mm -hmm. not I don't think the universe has a plan for us that's not my belief my belief is that we uh, that we have a plan for us and that the universe yes. is responding to that plan. Mm -hmm. And it, that is for me, that is very empowering. And that's what it's about. If you can take control, not control, if you can um, take back that power mm -hmm. and if you can say, okay, this is me, this is who I am. This is how I serve. This is what lights me up. These are my restrictions. These are my challenges. These are the things I'm going through. But my intention is to evolve and to grow and to make myself, you know, the best version of me and to influence others in a positive way. Then you are going to keep on growing. And you know what? The stuff will come up because it will, because it has to, because if you want to keep on growing, then sometimes we need to untie a knot or two or 20. Yes. But there's a light at the end of that tunnel yes yes and and I think too some people get caught up in what what's my trajectory supposed to be right what's that plan that I have and they don't realize that you have the power you can shift that you know mm. with one different choice like maybe you came here to have this earth experience and maybe you know you were meant to maybe get hit by a bus to you know make up for something else but in a moment you save somebody and you just shifted the whole trajectory right one yeah. choice is all it takes right. and it's like like you said you're in you're in the driver's seat right now when you reclaim what's yours and you decide that you're truly the co-creator then anything's possible and it's just right. that choice that you make in every moment of awareness that gets you there and, and like you said, things are going to come up because, you know, I think when I started on this journey, I was like, oh, there's like, there's an end in sight, right? I'm going to do all this work. I'm going to, I'm going to dig the stuff up. I'm going to look for the light. I'm going to keep going. And then there's going to be an end point. And then I came to the realization that there is never going to be like, I, there's always going to be room for growth and evolution and, and learning right. and, and things that I thought that I dealt with are still going to come up, but I'm at a different level of awareness. So they're not going to be triggering the same way. They're not going to affect me the same way. My perception of it's not going to be the same. It's just like, it, it's just all this unraveling that takes place is, is amazing. It very much is. When you were just saying that, oh, I got this image, it's like where the universe, you know, we keep expanding. That's is that's the nature of what we are. We just keep on expanding and we'll either, you know, what do you want to expand into? Mm -hmm. That's the question you want to ask yourself. Yes. And the possibilities are infinite, which is, which is again, something that 
the, I feel like so many people are, are stepping in to their power more and more every day. And mm-hmm. it's amazing to witness. And, and for me, who was, you know, I think about myself, what, 10 years ago, who wasn't even remotely knowledgeable in any of this, you know, right. and to, to see the world that opened up for me and mm-hmm. to know that this is available to anybody out there, you know, I, I, so many people say they desire change and there's a resistance to it. You know, at the same time, it's like, it's easier to be uncomfortable yeah. in, in the comfort, right. Being comfortably uncomfortable than to actually take the steps to do the work. And then for me, it's like, but if you only took that step and you were able to see what's possible and, and how things can change, um, I think everybody would be, you know, doing all the things. And, and I love that there are so many different modalities and different ways to do this work because I'm not a one size fits all. And I think that's why I'm so curious. And I want to learn like all the different things, because I feel like each thing brings me personally something on my journey. And so I know that one tool is going to be a better fit for one person and the other person is going to be totally different. And so for me, it's important for me personally and you know, with the work and even with my family is to have all of the different tools that I can kind of tap into um, when I feel that they're, you know, a good match. And, and to me, it's always amazing because, you know, there's so much out there that I don't know. And I'm like, I'll never know it all, but I'm just, I'm so curious. And I love hearing about, you know, all the different modalities and that it, it's, it's really interesting. And think about how many more mm-hmm. revealed and yes. I- us is, and I, I think it will be like our children yes. bring these modalities in and these interventions in that will just like blow our minds yes what this would have taken us years <laughs> and you're doing it in like 30 seconds like what, yes. what's that about um but I think that's what it is you know it, we're seeing more and more especially in the last three or four years that people are really coming online now and I think it takes people like you and I who've maybe been on the journey a little bit longer um to be able to model that and show that it is possible and who have come from kind of you know your regular background like we we weren't you know kissed by a, a unicorn <laughs> on our in our cribs or whatever it, it we're just regular people and and all it takes really is one in a village right Mm -hmm. to to show and to model and to explore and to understand and then a a willingness just like you said with the children not pushing it on them but just going okay but this is what's possible and it's possible for you too and in divine timing people will come and and in that time you will have grown even more and so you have more capacity to help more people and then they'll come and they'll have capacity to help more people in their own unique way and it's just going to like it's just going to keep on evolving and growing and I think that's what's so exciting about this time it might feel like a mess quite often (laughs) but I think that's what is the most potently exciting thing that's going on now as 2024 comes in uh yes Yes. And, and I, you know, the world can be chaotic. And sometimes for me, it's like, somebody will say something like, what, what, what are you talking about? I'm not aware. Cause it's not, it's not, it's not my field. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I'm oblivious to what's happening in the world, but at the same time, it's like, I've learned to use my own discernment and to have compassion, but to not take on that chaos of the world. Cause I think that's another thing that a lot of people do, right? You take the chaos of the outside world and you let it 
decide right of, of your inner state of being and it's like everything from there is just crap because you're just in this constant state of chaos and so to be able to say i have compassion for everything that's happening around me but it doesn't necessarily mean that i have to be in that chaotic state to do that right and to be able to say well these are my boundaries i'm protecting my own field you know for, for my own health um insanity and to be able to kind of have that distinction i think is is huge as well when you're able yeah. to stand in your power like that yeah you there's a lot of information out there that can distract us from the truth you know you said about we get this inner guidance come in you know really a lot of what's happening i remember having a conversation with a family member about something really random that wasn't happening anywhere near the uk um that like like literally had nothing to do with me like I don't know, it was big news and they're like well how do you not know about that I was like I don't know well you should be really worried and I was like why should I be like I should be I hold on I should be worried how's that gonna help me the kids the world this situation is it's literally not the best thing that I can do is not be worried and just be like okay well how can I find peace in what's happening in here that doesn't mean that some situations that are closer to home or that you know hit a chord with me don't worry me or mm. do this but it's still my choice right. of do I allow myself to be drawn into anger do I allow myself to be drawn into hate and if I do allow that or I do feel it comes and encompasses me for whatever reason what do I do with that so that I'm not feeding that yes. system of more hate anger fear or whatever it is because we do have emotions and it and you know but you you put your emotional hygiene first like if you you do that and if it means you have to turn off the news I don't watch the news information no information comes in you know like yes yes yes. and half the time it's not even real so it's not the truth so yeah exactly and it's the best thing that we can do especially in times like we're having at the moment is to stand in peace and in integrity and in stability um, because there's a lot of people out there who can't because that's not their reality right now so why do we why do we meet them where they are is it not better to stand that so they can meet us where we are Yes. Yes. Because you said, you you said it earlier, it's, it's the energy that we're putting out. And so if we're feeding, everything is intertwined and interconnected. So if we're feeding, like you said, into the anger, into the fear, into the disgust, it's like, we're just adding up to that thickness, right. Of that energy. And it's like, if we can stand in our light for those who can't, like you said, we're, that's what we're projecting out. And, and, you know, even if maybe there's one person, right. Just sending love and compassion out to that person, that may change one life and we don't know, you know? And for me, I'd rather be the one to stand in that light than be the one that feeds into the frenzy and feeds into the, because that serves nobody. It doesn't serve the people who are going through the hard times and it doesn't serve us in any way, shape or form either. And I think there are a lot of people that kind of get sucked into those situations. And sometimes it's, you know, closer to home, a friend or a family member, something, a situation that's happening. And it's like, if you allow yourself to feed the fire with your own energy, you're getting pulled in. It's inevitable, right? And so to 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 have again, it comes back to awareness, right? When you're aware of the things that, and it doesn't mean that you're never going to get angry, like you said, right? 
but to recognize it happening within your body, to notice the sensations and to be able to say, wait a minute, like, where is that coming from? Is that really mine? And is that really truth? You know, am I getting angry about something I heard or am I getting angry about something that's uh, uh, like my truth? Um, I think is, is really important. You know, if you look at this from an Akashic point of view, I'll keep this quick. But if you look at this from a Akashic point of view, um, and remember I said, there's got all our individual records and then they're all in this other field of records. So just imagine that, that field was like a spider's web, right? And there was all the, all the little bubbles, all the little dots are all in there. And each and every one of us feed into this field. If there's something, if there's a, something national, international, you know, big going on, there's this whole element of that, that this field is vibrating in the in the fear or the anger or the hate. And that's that's where they are and that's what's going on. And it's quite natural that 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 energy will feed into the rest of the grid, because as that starts to vibrate, if it was a spider's web, well, actually, if a fly drops on it, the spider on the other side gets alerted, doesn't it? Because it vibrates and moves through. And so if, let's say, all of the, the anger, fear, hate was, say, the colour red, and then so it's starting to feed the, the spider's web into the colour red, and then you and me, just you and me in the, in the whole of the whole of the world, just you and I, and maybe some of these listeners when, okay, do you know what? I'm going to stand in, in the field of like blue, right? I'm going to, I'm going to be blue. Um, and so we start to emit that light of blue. What's going to happen to the whole field is it's going to start to create these hues of purple. Like it has to, because that's, that's just, that's just what it is. And that's just how it works. So what, you tell me then like what's what's the best thing that we can do as individuals who aren't in there who aren't who aren't having literally you know the things knocking at your door they're sitting in there and maybe have the privilege of turning on or off the tv what's the best thing to do um and I'll leave that with the listeners to decide where where they want to vibrate yes Yes. And that's, that's how we stand in our power. And that's how we create change. Because I'll say this till my last breath change begins with us. Mm -hmm. And then it ripples out and the ripple effect that doing the work on ourselves has is unseen. And I don't think it's measurable. Right. Because it's that expansive. And I, I think that's a really good point to finish on is deciding, right? where we want to be in the spectrum right Right. where do we choose to stand so that that is amazing I thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom with us um would you mind letting our listeners know where they can find you I'm going to put all of your information under the the podcast but if somebody's listening and wants to do a search how can they find you uh, you can find me across the social media platforms at the Melissa Amos. Um, I hang out probably way too much on Facebook. That's where you're going to uh, find me the most, but all the platforms under the same name. Um, my website is melissa-amos.com. And my book, which is available across the Amazon uh, platforms, is Memoirs of a Mystic in Training. Uh, just pop Mystic in Training in there and it will come up um, in whatever country you're in. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time out of your evening to sit and have this conversation with me. It was super interesting. Um, if you are listening and want to go check out all of Melissa's work, um, you know where to go and I will be posting all the links below. So thank you for everybody tuning in. If you're catching um, this podcast, leave us a comment or questions. Um, we'd be happy to answer. And uh, wishing everybody a beautiful evening, day, wherever you are in the world. Thank you. We thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Solistic Vibes podcast. If you enjoy these types of conversations, don't forget to subscribe. We certainly hope that you learned something today and that you too will continue these conscious conversations with those in your world.